0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Shoot the Gap. I'm Jorge Edwards. He's Chris Burns. We're here to talk to you about some of the top linebackers in IDP fantasy football in 2023. What we noticed really set them apart from other linebackers, what we can kind of surmise in terms of their future outlook heading into next year, whether these are players you want to keep targeting, or maybe they were a victim or you know they're a victim of their own success, circumstance, so on and so forth. We'll get into all that, so stay tuned as we get ready to talk some IDP. Chris, my man, what is going
1: on with you today? Not a whole lot, Jorge. Just a beautiful Wednesday. Long time no chat, though. I mean, like, we haven't done this since, what, Monday? Monday. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for those who, uh,
0: you know, obviously, for those hardcore ID peers who follow Shoot the Gap, uh, we normally do this at this time during the week, Wednesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, but we missed last week, and we didn't have a chance to talk about Edge Rushers yet, so we did a special episode on Monday. If you haven't, go over to our YouTube channel and watch that. If you're driving or you want to be able to catch our episode podcast form, uh go find the shoot the gap podcast on Spotify, on Apple. Subscribe, first of all. It's a great review. Let us know what you think. Uh, and you can listen to our uh detailed breakdown of defensive linemen, both the edge rushers as well as the defensive tackles. Um, gotta be honest with you, uh, even for somebody who, you know, was part of the show. I'm still blown away by the details that we were able to find. Uh and you in particular, Chris, were able to find in terms of finding uh these edge rushers that are viable for fantasy football, uh, or at least were in 2023. Uh and, you know, talking about 2024, you know, these are, you know, the topics that well, I'm sure we'll be discussing as the season goes on or the the quote unquote off season, even though you and I we both know there's no such thing as off seasons in fantasy football. Um so just keep an eye on for that. Had a bunch of articles posted recently over on our website, fantasyandframes.com. Make sure you go check those out. First of all, for you know, since we're talking IDP, we'll keep it to IDP only. You could check out our IDP dynasty rankings. Uh, we'll be soon having IDP prospect rankings there, talking about the incoming rookie class, uh, you know, the prospects. Uh, one of our newest writers, uh, Peter Petrovic. He put out a 2024 IDP prospect profile on Maryland safety, Bo Braid. Go check that out. It's right there in bold imagery on the homepage. Great article breaking down his uh, collegiate career as well as potential fantasy upside for fantasy managers when it comes time for your IDP rookie drafts. yeah, just a lot of a lot of cool stuff. And we got some IDP Dynasty target stuff coming your way, folks. I mean, we've got a lot of articles. We got a lot of short form videos, whether you like watching them on YouTube or you like watching them on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, wherever you like watching your social media content, we got a lot of IDP content coming your way. So I'm excited. You all should be excited. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Um, and, you know, not to mention, Chris, he's been crushing it with IDP since coming on Shoot the Gap. And, and covering IDP content so far this this year, which it's so crazy to think because here we are saying, like, this year we're talking about 2024, and the Super Bowl hasn't even happened yet. Like, we're still technically not even done with the NFL season, which is kind of like, you know, you were saying off air, like, when is the preseason going to start? And part of me is like, you know, man, well, the Senior Bowl's already happening, mm-hmm. like – when is that when is 23 season going to end so we can get into 2024? It's a lot of conflicting emotions and thoughts and feelings here. Um, but where I was going with that is uh once the Super Bowl is over, uh, February 21st, Dynasty 365, the Dynasty 365 podcast here, our primary dynasty podcast with Stacy Perez, with Tyler Heil, with Chris Birds. You can catch him on that as well. You're just you're just everywhere, man. How you do it?
1: Well, uh, I drink my milk, and I do stretches. <laughs> and no, it's um, it's just when you love it, you know, it's it's not work if you love it. Like so, I mean, I absolutely love love this fantasy thing, and then getting into the IDP side of things. Like so, I'm just becoming like more well rounded. But like as you were saying like earlier, is there's no days off or whatever, right? You know, so the NFL has really become a year long sport, you know, so the games are only played, you know, in the fall and the winter. All right. That's fine. But, you know, now that we're like, you just said the senior bowl is happening. And then we're going to be going into other things. And then the draft is going to be coming and then it's going to be free agency. And then it's going to be preseason. And before you know it, we're going to be kicking off on that Thursday night for another season. Um, I don't know who's going to be playing in that game, whether it's going to be the chiefs or uh, the 49ers, but I mean, it's exciting, you know, so football just gets me excited. And I know that you and a lot of people who are consuming this content feel the same way.
0: Absolutely. And thank you all who are tuning in live. We see you out there. If you have any IDP questions, whether it's for, you know, dynasty or uh, well, I'm assuming it's for dynasty, probably a little bit too early for reach but just any IDP questions in general, feel free to drop them in the chat, whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, not Instagram, Facebook, uh, X slash Twitter, uh youtube head over to our youtube channel please rate uh, review uh subscribe there hit that notification bell so you're notified when fantasy frames content uh is published as well as go over to tiktok you know follow all our shorts like i'm telling you folks we have so much content coming out let alone for idp by itself on top of everything else speaking of everything else you and i chris you mentioned it i mentioned it senior bowl going on this week if you're not following Keith Fleming from the Daily Fix Podcast, aka our DFS show, do so. He has been posting videos every single day, uh, you know, referencing, you know, these collegiate stars, you know, these pros of tomorrow. Uh, he is down there in mobile right now. Also follow his friend Alan, who you can find at actively lazy85 on X. This guy is, you know, uh he, he works for ESPN Richmond. He, he's, his goal is to be a NFL scout one day. Like he's he gives excellent insight and analysis. So I would definitely follow both of these individuals as well as hit them up for questions, whether it's regarding yeah, anything DFS-related, profit-related, not to mention Senior Bowl-related, because that's what we're talking about right now. Just amazing work. And for those who are tuning in just now and missed our last episode on fantasy and frames Wednesday, the fourth and frames crew just had Jason Snyder from dynasty nerds. Talk about salary cap fantasy football. Make sure you go listen to the podcast that will drop tomorrow. uh, You know, literally on YouTube or excuse me on, um, on uh, iTunes and uh, not iTunes. It's Apple. Now Apple and Spotify subscribe to the fourth and frames podcast. And you can listen to that episode as well as go over to our YouTube channel and watch that episode. Um, This great stuff they just did. So shout out to everybody there. Shout out to Chris, Rhett, and Drew. Fantastic as always. And, of course, Jason, thank you very much for coming on to their show and talking some salary cap. But Let's talk about what we're here to talk about, Chris. And let's talk about some IDP linebackers. We're going to throw up on screen a graphic here looking at the top 20 IDP linebackers in points per game using Fantasy Pro's IDP scoring, just like we did with the edge rushers and the defensive tackles on Monday's show using Fantasy Pro Scoring. Now, some of you might be saying, why are you talking about Fantasy Pro's IDP scoring? There's so many different scoring settings out there for IDP. There's not one set in stone. The reason why we do Fantasy Pro's IDP scoring, number of reasons. One, you can go on their website and track those statistics very easily for free. I, If you have a customized league setting for your league that differs from theirs, I can't give you correct information without knowing your league settings. Therefore, this is a good way to help kind of unify the IDP industry uh, and community into rallying around a consensus type of scoring setting. The second one is uh, that you, uh, Chris, uh, Chris, you and I both know uh, that Nate and I, as well as other content creators there in the IDP space, we compete in the Fantasy Pros ECR competition each and every year. So it just makes sense that all these things just come together and we use Fantasy pros IDP scoring. So about to throw that on screen for the top 20 linebackers. You know, before um, you say to Luakun, man, <laughs> there was a time, okay, and I know you're, you're kind of new to IDPs, but let me do a little history lesson here. There was a time where he was a dominant linebacker in total tackles for the Atlanta Falcons. And then there was a time where people said, Oh, it was an anomaly. He's about to be a free agent. Uh, he was just playing for his next contract. Blah blah blah. Flash in a pan. And then there was a time where he becomes a Jacksonville Jaguar, and he does it again. And then the same narrative, and then again and again. And shocking yet again, this guy is a tackling machine. Uh, Lee, you had a hundred seventy-three. Total tackles, 111 solo to 62 assist. This a tackling monster. No shock at all that he ranks number one in points per game, followed by in points per game. Believe it or not, Levante David, who we'll get to that in a second, uh, in points per game for 15.8. Bobby Wagner, tell me if you haven't heard that name before. <laughs> Bobby Okereke, Zaire Franklin, Ernest Jones, Terrell Bernard, Quincy Williams, TJ Edwards, Alex Singleton, Fred Warner, Roquan Smith round out the top 12. And then going from there, Robert Swain, Jeremiah, Owusu, Koromoa. Kazir White, even though he got injured and didn't play for half the season. Points per game, he still averaged 13.4 and was the LB 15. Aziz Al Tennessee Titans, Logan Wilson, Bengals, Patrick Queen, Baltimore Ravens, Tremaine Edmonds, Chicago Bears, and Old Reliable Eric Kendricks, Los Angeles Chargers, wraps up, uh, rounds out the top 20. And points per game. So Chris, when we dug into defensive linemen on you know the Monday episode, you know, we found a lot of correlations between players that play a heavy snap volume and various efficiency metrics and why these metrics help clump these players into the highest scoring points per game edge rushers and defensive linemen in general. Just based off of what we found heading into today's episode, all the research we did, what, what are your thoughts on, like, what do we find to be a correlating metric, if there is one, in terms of what makes these linebackers so valuable <laughs> for IDP? All right.
1: I mean, that's a, a good question. And in the research, like, it, it just shows that. So for the defensive lineman. There are certain metrics that matter a lot more than others. But when it comes to linebackers, the variance is not nearly as steep, um, you know, but uh, like with everything, opportunity is going to lead to production. So, um, yeah, the total snaps played that does have, you know, a, a pretty strong value on like, you know, translating to fantasy points per game. But it's not necessarily as strong as you may think. And it's not as strong as it is for those edge rushers. Um So you want those guys who are on the field a lot, but then you also want those guys that are actually doing things while they're on the field. You know, guys who are playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage where they're getting sacks, they're getting stops, um, you know, getting tackles for loss. And again, stops is pretty much just a metric of where it's where the defense is – preventing the offense from being successful. So that could be a tackle for a loss, or it could be the sack, a pass deflection. You're stopping them from getting a first down or touching on something like that. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into what a stop is, but if they are disrupting the flow of the offense, you know, keeping them from moving the sticks, then, you know, like th- those are the kind of guys that you're looking for. So you definitely want, you know, the volume, like those total snaps. But in addition to those total snaps, things are important, like your tackle rate or especially your missed tackle rate because if they have a lot of opportunity, but they're not doing anything with it, it's not going to translate into those fantasy points per game from what we're seeing.
0: Right. So let's, let's pull it back up on the screen here. Uh, Let's look at, you know, opportunity, you know, like you just mentioned opportunity plays a huge role in that, but then how do we really parse out the value at a position, um, you know, and, and assign fantasy relevance. And so let's look here, uh, and put a, pull up the good old utilization report courtesy of uh, John Macri over at PFF for week 16 of last year. And uh, we'll, we'll, you and I will pull that up. You all on screen <laughs> will just have to uh, to watch. Uh, Levante David finishes the LB2 in points per game fantasy press scoring with 15.8. So when looking at the utilization report for Levante David and fellow linebacker Devin White, who for years had been one of the top producing linebackers in all of IDP fantasy football. Uh, in week 16, and in this trend that I'm about to talk about, had been fairly consistent down the stretch for most of the fantasy football season this past season. Levante David and Devin White were your primary linebackers who are playing the majority of snaps uh, every single game. You know, Levante David uh, in week 16 of this past season, 100% of snaps. First, second down, third down, and fourth down. Devin White, first and second down, 94.2% of snaps. In Week 16, 100% of snaps on third and fourth down. Fantastic. Opportunity is there. The opportunity is there. That's what you want. However, you know, now we get into efficiency, right? And Devin White uh, had a 7.9% tackle efficiency compared to Levante David's 10.6. That's not good. That's not that's not good. Uh, So, you know, we look at the fantasy performance here for um, Devin White. I believe he is the LB 59 on the season in total points with 140.8 and only 10.1 fantasy points. That is a huge drop off from what he had in points per game in recent seasons. So what are we trying to say here? You know, snaps matter opportunity matters, but what you do with that opportunity, just like on offense, you know, people are, let's face it. There are a lot of you out there who are new to IDP fantasy football or, are you know, timid in terms of wanting to play IDP fantasy football because you can't because you feel like there's not a correlation between offense and defense. Um, You know, and there really is, you know, whether it's offense, you look at the target volume, you look at the opportunity, you look at, you know, uh, for defense, you look at the snaps, you look at the amount of snaps, you look at the opportunity. And so there is that correlation there. And depending on whether you're in a PPR, you might find that your you know top you know twenty four wide receivers mirror your top twenty four linebackers. Uh, and so on and so forth, you know, depending on your scoring settings. Uh, and that's a that's a whole other issue we can get to talking about scoring settings. For IDP which believe me by the time draft season comes around we will be talking about that and which is a highly highly contested <laughs> topic which we'll leave for another day uh but where I'm going with this is you can find parallels between offense and defense to make IDP less intimidating uh and give it giving it a shot you know um but like I said you know just like with offense you know how efficient you are you know if you're if you're a wide receiver And you have, when targeted by a quarterback, you get that quarterback to have a passer rating of seventy six percent or seventy six point nine. You know, the perfect being one hundred fifty eight point three. That quarterback probably isn't going to be throwing to your way that often. You know, you have a thirty percent, a fifty percent catch percentage. He's not going to be throwing you away because you're not catching the balls he's throwing. He's going to throw to the wide receiver or the running back out of the backfield or the tight end who has a 90% 90% catch percentage, and, you know, when targeted, gives him 140, you know, 0.3 or 58.3 passer rating. Same thing goes for IDP. For starting an IDP player, he may have the snaps there, which is kind of like your first go-to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if your efficiency is not there, then why are you putting, you know, your faith into these players to begin with, you know? Um Absolutely. Now, so, something I will say is, you know, Chris, and you mentioned it. We were talking about missed tackle rates, and we were talking about that, you know, a little bit on on Monday's show. We were talking about defensive linemen. Obviously, it counterintuitive. The more tackles you make, the more fantasy points you get. Uh, mm-hmm. The more you miss, the less fantasy points you achieve. You know, or not the less you don't get fewer fantasy points for that. You just get zero fantasy points for that. Um, so. You know, you want your tackle efficiency to always be higher than your missed tackle efficiency. Uh, but there will be instances, you know, where, you know, there are a lot of us out there in the content creator space for IDP who were, like, going through all the different metrics and going through all the different data and say, this linebacker is, like, highly inefficient, you know. Um, uh, and, in fact, let's talk, let's talk about one that's in the top 20 right now. Fred Warner, the linebacker, eleven, averaging fourteen points a game, had a missed tackle rate of fifteen point eight percent. Again, we talked about this on Monday show. Tackle rate in general, you want to be below ten. <clears throat> you want as much efficiency as possible. Okay, but you know, we look at the snaps. Fred Warner snaps, um, you know, close to a thousand snaps here uh just, you know so the snaps are there the opportunity is there uh and you know <laughs> it, it you know just because somebody may have poor efficiency metrics in terms of missed miss tackles this doesn't necessarily mean that they're not good for idp it, it's a double edged sword like mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're not an efficient defensive player coaches aren't going to keep you on the field therefore that's going to eventually decrease your opportunity Now, you may have a stretch of time before that happens, before they yank you off the field where you are you know, racking up the fantasy points, but that's not going to give you long-term consistency. On the flip side, you look at some of the situations, like, for example, uh, for a good chunk of the season, uh, in the middle of the season, I should say, for the Houston Texans at the linebacker position, a lot of these linebackers, like Christian Harris, at a certain point during the season, the second-year player out of Alabama, um, highly inefficient yet he was getting a majority of the snaps. And you know why? They didn't really have too many other options. (laughs) A lot of the linebackers were either hurt or dealing with injuries or, or, you know, on IR. Um, So therefore, no matter how high and inefficient they are, you know, especially for the linebackers, the opportunity was there. So, um, you know, the concept and Chris, I'm sure you saw this the other day of PFF and grades and JJ Watt came out and the Pat McAfee show. And he said, I sat down with one of my coaches and we graded my performance or graded a player's performance and compared that to PFF and PFF's numbers are a joke. My take on that. I don't really, I don't, I don't, one, I don't have a take because I like the people over at PFF, so I'm not going to piss on anybody. Over <laughs> um, I, I will say I don't really pay attention to a number a PFF number. You could tell me, oh, well, this player has a PFF rating of 90.3. I'm like, that means nothing to me. And quite frankly, to those that are listening and those that are watching and those who are IDP content consumers, that really means nothing to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, What you want want to take out of it is what does that number represent? Um, And while they, they may not get a passing mark in how efficient they are and how well of an NFL player they are, um you know, the, the volume makes up for it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chris, let me ask you, let me ask you some more questions here. Uh, if there was like one stat that you could take away from looking at the top 20 here, uh, whether it's solo tackles, assists, tackles for loss, so on and so forth. Is there any one in particular that you kind of notice and you're just like, Oh, well, when I sort by this, I kind of am seeing a correlation here um, in terms of fantasy performance and play on the field.
1: Um, For me, uh, uh, the one that immediately jumps off the page to me is the tackle for loss. Like if you were looking at um, the top 20 in tackle for loss, um, you'll see that there's a pretty strong correlation, you know, on those top eight um, fantasy points per game scores. So like uh, Jeremiah owusu Kormora, you know, JOK or whatever, he led those uh, guys with the 20 uh, tackle for losses. But then, and he finished 14th on the season in uh, points per game with 13.4. But Levante David, Quincy Williams, Ernest Jones, Bobby Wagner, Bobby um, Okereke, Terrell Bernard, all these guys finished in the top eight and they're respectively like following right behind JOK in these tackle for losses. Um so if you look at that that right there is telling me that <clears throat> excuse me as I was saying earlier the guys who are making plays behind the line of scrimmage or doing things to put the offense in negative you know positions are actually getting a lot of these um fantasy points per game um points and the negative plays like it means a lot so if you're actually out there on the field and you know, like you might make a a tackle downfield or whatever, like that's not going to score you as many points as that tackle for losses from a fantasy uh, pro scoring. And it just goes back to what you were saying a little bit earlier about, I mean, you know, dealing with the, being productive on the opportunity that you get. So if you're out there on the field for all these plays, but nothing is happening, then you're not viable, you might be doing what you're supposed to in the NFL, but you're not viable for fantasy because you're not scoring any points. It's kind of like um, like if you take it back to the offensive side or whatever, right? So there's tight ends that play almost every snap, and you will never even think about rostering them. You don't even know their name because they're playing every snap, but they're blocking in line, and they're not catching passes. Durham Smythe for the Miami Dolphins, he's on the field a lot. You know, because they run that 11 personnel and he's the best tight end they have. He's out there a lot, but he ain't scoring a lot of points when it comes to fantasy. You know what I mean? So you just have you have to be diligent in what you pay attention to. Um, It's kind of like back to what you were saying again with the PFF like grades or whatever, like an arbitrary number really means nothing if you don't have anything to put it to. So you have to take that application and put it to that. But if we're going to look at the tackle for losses, that is definitely showing me, you know, okay, if these guys are getting a lot of plays, you know, tackle for losses, that's who I'm targeting, you know, in addition to like the volume for linebackers. Yeah, that makes
0: a lot of sense. And and, and I, you know, we talked about the, the notion of defensive stops, uh, you know, whether it's a stack or a, a tackle behind the line of scrimmage or a pass deflection or, you know, an interception or what, what have you, Um, you know, looking at, you know, linebackers specifically inside linebackers, the old narrative is that, well, I just want the run stopping linebackers who just, that's all they do. They just tackle the running back. Well, if I could take all the, if I looked at all the running back, you know, or the run stopping linebackers and sorted them by the most tackles in terms of who stopped the run the most. Well, then, yeah, I could easily tell you who are the linebackers to roster in a particular order each year. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work like that. You got to remember there are, you know, you have to take into account the linebackers who play well in coverage who make tackles, who play in zone coverage or man coverage that can make tackles in the open field and open space, those who blitz and get behind the line of scrimmage to get those tackles for a loss on a running back or a sack on a quarterback. Um, and yes, you know, they're mostly outside linebackers who do that, but there are some inside linebackers who are asked to blitz as well. Um, we talked about him, even though he's, where he's not classified as a inside linebacker per PFF. He's more of an edge rusher, Micah Parsons. He had been lining up this past season as an inside linebacker, or off-ball linebacker and been asked to blitz the quarterback. So, There are a lot of factors that contribute to fantasy success um, for these players. Uh, So just having them clumped into the narrative um, that they're just run stopping linebackers that you want for fantasy. You don't want, you want the playmakers who are getting you the tackles for a losses, who are getting you the good solo tackles to assist ratios, meaning you want the linebackers who are getting you more solo tackles than assisted tackles, because traditionally speaking, solo tackles count for more fantasy points than your sister tackles.
1: Um, okay. And so can I ask you a question, just pretty much piggybacking off of what you're saying, like just for a little more clarity. Um, so when it comes to linebackers, you know, and like what they do, are you paying more attention to like the scheme that they're in, like uh, the defensive style or the, like uh, the formation, like a three, four linebacker versus a four, three linebacker? Does that really make a difference? Or are you just looking at, um, you know, what they actually do more?
0: So when we talk about like three four or four three linebackers, that is like what we consider a base package. A lot of teams they don't operate solely out of base packages anymore. So it's very rare that you see literally three linebackers in a four three, and four linebackers in a, a three four. Okay, um, you know, just like with offense, you know, just, just like we know on the offensive side of the ball, it's a passing league. So more often than not, you're going to get more defensive backs playing uh, on a defense in dime personnel uh, than you are uh, or, or nickel personnel, excuse me, <clears throat> um, at the linebacker position or at the defensive back position. So instead of seeing, you know, in a three in a four three three linebackers, you're probably seeing two, you know, and so uh, being able to filter out snap percentages off of that information. And seeing who's getting which two linebackers on a team are getting the most opportunity, um, that probably goes a long way into finding value at the linebacking position. But then you have some anomalies. Then you have teams that you, they're only really deploying one linebacker. Like we go to Minnesota, for example, uh, at the safety position this year, there was Harrison Smith, there is Cameron Bynum, there is Josh Mitchellis. They were throwing. They were rolling three safeties. All of which were super fantasy, super fantasy. I almost sound so corny to say they were all really great for fantasy football. Uh, but only one of those linebackers at a time were fantastic. Jordan Hicks, uh, for example, just you know great for fantasy football. Got you when he was playing. You know he missed some time due to game and injuries. Uh, he he was a solid LB two for you most weeks. You know if he was your second linebacker on your roster, you were pretty happy. But then he missed some time due to injury, I believe. And Ivan Pace Jr., the rookie out of the University of Cincinnati, came on. And he came on and he played well. But, you know, uh, who the who his, who the other linebacker was who played the next most snaps is? I have no idea because I don't care. You know what? Because that linebacker was playing probably 30% of snaps and Ivan Pace was playing 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, go over to the Los Angeles Rams. Kind of same situation. Ernest Jones, linebacker, uh, probably played. The majority of snaps at the linebacking position, therefore, had the opportunity. And here's the thing whether it's Jordan Hicks, Ivan Pace, mm-hmm. or Ernest Jones,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, they get caught up in these efficiency metrics sometimes a little bit too much, and that they could have been the most inefficient linebackers in all of football. Okay. But you're starting them for IDP fantasy. You know why? Because they're the only ones that are playing, yes. the only ones that are getting the opportunity. You know what I mean? So there is a delicate balance between hearing advice about, you know, a player from too much from an efficiency standpoint and too much from a snap standpoint, you want to have, you know, when you're listening to advice, you know, yes. And I'm biasedly saying that we do a good job of this here is that um, you want to find that balance. You want to find that strike that balance where you're seeing the efficiency translate into more production uh, on the field, which obviously translate into more fantasy fantasy production for your fantasy teams.
1: That makes a lot of sense. That that makes a ton of sense, really. You know, even like I was looking like, yeah, we're talking about Ernest Jones, you know, 932 total snaps and Roseboom, Christian Roseboom was the next on the team with 552. It's a pretty big gap there. So a
0: little bit, a little bit. He was definitely not shooting the gap.
1: (laughs) But I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really got to get these uh, drops back on the, uh, the soundboard here. It took them out a long time ago. Um, but I don't know, man. Like I, I would love to tell all the IDP you know, degenerates out there and, and those who are starting IDP, there's more to it when it comes to linebackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when, when we talked about on Monday and last episode on shoot the gap, when we were talking about the edge rushers, edge rushers or defensive linemen in general, those are the ones that are really, I feel, the most valuable uh, because they're the most scarce in finding the really elite ones, um, mm-hmm. the ones that can give you the good tackle floor, that can give you the the pass rushing, you know, efficiency and the translation into production. Because once you get past the top twelve, it kind of goes down into you know every other guy territory. Right. Linebacker, uh, because there is such a ebb and flow between being efficient, staying on the field, and being inefficient but having more opportunity because you're the only option, it kind of increases the player pool to work with where you can, in your fantasy drafts or startup drafts that are happening now, you can go get your elite edge rusher or defensive lineman and then fill in your, your gaps at linebacker and then get to defensive back later, which we'll be talking about defensive back next week. Um, a little bit more just to kind of help parse out like where do you find the real value at mm-hmm. defensive back which we'll be doing again next week uh but back, lineback- but there, there's really not a lot of mystery to it you know you want the efficiency you want the opportunity and then you know when it's not so clear you want to find where it's the delicate balance of both right um and that really helps to parse it out and that's that's kind of that's kind of all it comes down to for the linebacking position you know we don't have to pretty much make too much of a mystery right am i,
1: am yeah. I missing i missed anything no, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, that's pretty well. Like, you know, Um, the only other thing that I could say, linebackers are extremely strong, <laughs> and I know this from personal experience. You know, so real quick, just a quick segue or whatever. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I played linebacker. I played weak side linebacker like in, in high school, and I remember like one game we were going against Potoka in Virginia, and the All American. This is all we talk about all week. All-American on the other side of the field. He just disrupts like we are game planning to stop him from destroying us. His name was James Ferrier. Some of you guys may have heard of him. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers? Yes. He played for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a long time. I played against him in high school. And I remember I just got moved up to varsity, you know, and I couldn't beat out the starting fullback. So – they put me on the offensive line. So I played Ironman football, weak side linebacker. And then they put me at right tackle. So I'm 5'8", 174 pounds playing on the offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> but this game, I get in there, like we practice it all week. We got to stop failure. We got to stop failure. And the very first play of me on varsity, it was like a, uh, a dive play. And my assignment was to crack down on the linebacker. He's watching the, uh, the pulling guards. So he's not paying attention to me coming from the tackle. I blindside him. I lay him out. So immediately I'm thinking, this guy's an All-American. I just knocked his block off. I'm the greatest player in the world. <laughs> I, I was going
0: to be like, this is where I apologize immediately. I said, I'm so sorry.
1: Well, uh, we're getting to that, right? So <laughs> after that, you know, and then, like, I talk a lot of trash. But as I'm walking back to the huddle, you know, I'm flexing, feeling good about myself. And he's like, I got your number 72. And I'm like, I hope you do. It's this big. You can't miss it. You know, we get back in the huddle called the exact same play. I'm thinking that I'm destined for the Hall of Fame, you know, (laughs) because I just destroyed this guy on his next block. We snap the ball. I'm coming after Farrier again. He's not even looking at the play. He doesn't care about this ball at all. He's looking at me. And as I'm running to him, he just drops, punches me right in my ear hole. And I'm still dazed. It was the hardest I've ever been hit in my life. If I didn't have a helmet on, he probably would have killed me. And I'm dazed. I'm getting in the wrong huddle. And <laughs> how many fingers that I'm holding up? But, you know, from that from that day on, I realized that linebackers are just a different breed. And, you know, for that guy to go to the NFL and do what he did, I know that he was amazing. I can only imagine how much stronger and better he got from when he was in high school, because honestly, I've never been hit that hard in my life. I was in a car accident once and it didn't hurt that bad. So, when you see these guys out there and they're doing these things and they're making these hits and he's doing these plays, the linebacking position is, I mean, they're phenomenal athletes. They really are. You know, and then we could talk a little bit how, you know, the DB's safeties, as the game has changed, do a lot of things now. But yes, when you're looking at these guys, like, appreciate the greatness that they do, like being able to blitz, being able to tackle, and being able to cover because. You don't really appreciate it until you're a Miami Dolphin fan and you're watching Justice Hill do a wheel route and Brand—I mean, uh, Melvin Ingram—try to cover him.
0: <laughs> I, mm, man, I—that's that, thats such a. I, there are so many directions I want to go. Like you, you, to to you, uh, being a Dolphins fan, to all the Dolphins fan out there, fans out there. Excuse me. Uh, i am so sorry that you all had to see your defense basically get torn to shreds starting uh, from Thanksgiving mm-hmm. to the end of the season. Just just horrible, horrible luck there, or lack thereof, I should say. Um, but that was a pretty kick-ass story. I didn't know that you knew James Ferrier. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, not I a lot of people
1: can say they got hit in the head by an NFL uh, player. <laughs> yeah,
0: and that you're still concussed, apparently. So, yeah, that's that's – that's also equally amazing and yet scary and, and traumatic at the same. You may want to talk to a doctor about that. Just, just. So that yeah. Yeah. Um, and on that lovely note, that's pretty much going to wrap up our discussion on 2023 linebackers. Um, you know, you, you, again, look at the ones who are not only getting you the tackles, but are getting you the tackles for a loss when it comes to fantasy point scoring. Mm-hmm. Cause that's really indicative of how they are making plays all over the field. Um, versus just you know, stopping the run and being the run stoppers. You want the multifaceted inside linebackers that give you the snaps, that give you the efficiency, and translate their production across multiple metrics, not just the ones that are just getting you the total tackles or the solo tackles. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much going to wrap it up there. If Again, go back and listen to our earlier episode this week on uh, the Shoot the Gap podcast, where you can find it on Apple and Spotify as well as on our YouTube channel uh, where we talked about defensive linemen. Obviously we're just finishing up linebackers here. And next week we're going to be talking about defensive backs, both from a cornerback and a safety uh, point of view, because we know there are a lot of you out there that play in five position designation leagues, which is why we broke up defensive linemen between defensive tackles and edge rushers. And then we'll be breaking up cornerbacks and safeties. Um, And then we'll, of course, be talking about it from a three-position designation point of view where it's just defensive lineman, defensive back, and linebacker. Uh, So, you know, thank you very much, you know, y'all, for tuning in. Uh, Chris, as always, great work. Tell them where the folks can find you.
1: Um, You can find me at Dynasty Deviant on all the socials. Um, Most active over there on X. I still want to call it Twitter, Um, you know, and then Fantasy and Frames, you know, all over. If you want to find me, I'm not hard to find.
0: And and I must say, uh, as somebody who is an early bird and scrolls the timeline to probably early in the morning, you put out a lot of positive tweets to get people going in the morning to motivate them. So kudos to you for being a shining uh, light here in the fantasy space because we need that. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. For those who do know, you know. Uh, I'm uh, Jorge B. Edwards on X slash Twitter. You can find me there on Instagram. You can find me there on TikTok. Uh, but, you know, we would rather have you follow Fantasy and Frames on all the different socials. Uh, head over to fantasyinframes.com. Check out our rankings, uh, whether it's rookie rankings, Dynasty rankings, IDP Dynasty rankings, prospect rankings. Check out our articles that are coming out for Dynasty as well as prospect rankings. Look out for our short videos that are be going on across the different channels on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. Just got a lot of stuff coming your way, and we haven't even Super Bowl hasn't even been played, folks. So Sorry. a lot of great things there. Again, for those who are covering or watching the Senior Bowl activities this week, Keith Fleming, actively lazy eighty-five on X, definitely follow them. Tweeting out videos of some of the highly uh, sought-after prospects in all of college football down there in Mobile, Alabama, as we speak. So definitely give them a follow, and if you haven't already, go back, download the the episode that just happened before we went on the air with Jason Snyder from Dynasty Nerds, who joined uh, Chris Battistel, Drew Scott, and Rhett Manuel on 4th and Frames. Uh, make sure you download their latest episode and subscribe to their podcast, the 4th and Frames podcast. And, yeah, that, that's going to do it. So uh, for Chris, I'm Jorge. You all have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next Wednesday.